Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Podcast. I am going to have a very special guest for you today, one of my friends who is really someone who really embodies the idea of creative energy coming at it from so many different ways. He's an artist, a photographer, a musician, an author, and a thought leader, and someone who I really am so proud to consider a friend. So today I'm talking to Will Von Bolton. Hi, Will. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. You bet. I mean, gosh... You know, we have we probably known each other for a couple of years. Is that right? Probably two and a half, three years. Okay, and we're not we haven't really spent a ton of time together, but I definitely consider you a friend and part of our family at Samuel and Galleries and part of our tribe of creatives that kind of hang out together and inspire one another. So, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've been excited. Yeah. yeah, to talk to you every time we've talked. It's like we've had, I was talking to somebody else, we've had a series of brief, like deep, quick encounters, and then mm. we're like, okay, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the universe is expanding, and also exactly. like contracting at the exactly. same time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, and um, I just love your girlfriend, Ashlyn. She is so cool, and I... Me too. Did Yeah, I know. I mean, like, what's not to love about Ashlyn? I know. Yeah, it's she's, she's literally, uh, yeah, just imagine just like, just completely inspired me when I, whenever we met just like complete sunshine you know and mm-hmm. I, I was kind of in this state in, in my life where I was just I've, I've pushed so many times for you know the things we were about to work and talk about for about 15 years mm-hmm. and then she came along and started believing in me and it's like it made me start believing in myself again so it just re- she's a testament of when you can have like a great cheerleader on your team mm-hmm. and not only that but you know she's just really just amazing there's so many other ways too she's she's beautiful on the outside and also just a, a inspiring soul just has a really sweet pure spirit and she's also started a podcast she's at the very beginning and i definitely want to have her on when she mm-hmm. kind of gets up and going and and ready to to jam with that but um i just love having you guys in my life and i'm just so grateful so as always let's just start out by you know what is your cultural background where do you come from what is who is will where is he from so i was born in 1982 in temple texas oh my god you're a baby <laughs> i am well, it's a relative term yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so i i grew up around belton and my my dad had a recording studio upstairs at our house so i've always been i grew up in the floor of a recording studio and just around music my entire life, I played in the band. I was drumline captain in high school, you know, little things like that. And then I started playing music, and that's where kind of took me everywhere, you know, because we grew up in Belton, Texas, 15,000 people. And then when I started playing music, that took me literally everywhere. I've been to 38 countries now indirectly because of that, you know. Yeah, and so I moved to Dallas in about 2001 with a band that I was with and then started working at a publishing company. And I was art director for a magazine. 
and then I got a job offer that kind of merged my music and then design and photography and all the other skills that I had that was at a recording studio, Max Media Studios, uh, in around 2008, 2009. And it was like the bat- the last of the mega studio days. Mm-hmm. It's like where Miley Cyrus would come and Vanilla Ice, you know, oh, all cool, these like, fun. you know, interesting names. Like the first week that I was there, an episode of Cheaters was filmed there. Oh my gosh, and I so love there, that show. I am <laughs> on an episode of Cheaters. Stop. And then randomly, I played golf with Tommy Habib like a few years later, <laughs> who's the creator of Cheaters. Anyway, yeah, it's just a small world. But um, so that was the first week of working there, and that's really like I'm writing a movie called Becoming Conscious, and it started the first day of me working at this huge mega studio, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a basketball court, a gym, and this like interesting cast of characters, a pimp named Zeno. Oh that's so <laughs> like, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, let yeah. me ask you this: So, were your parents? I mean, you come from a small town in mm-hmm. Texas. Were they? supportive of you being a creative or did they want you to do something more like linear in life no how are they with you so my my family has a construction company in the background so my dad worked for my my grandfather Mm -hmm. and who my great-grandfather started the it's an industrial construction company but they had really interesting projects like they built like herbitariums like at the camera park zoo you -hmm. know and then like planet a planetarium but then a lot of like hospitals and schools and it was a really tempting for me because whenever I first, you know, started life, I was like, I had, you know, in my, it, the easiest way would be to go into the family business, start making an immediate salary. Yeah, because that's good money. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> but my dad would not let me. Like, what? And so it was like, it, it's hilarious. It's crazy how I'm, I'm thankful in hindsight because that's, it's the challenge and nurture ratio. I could have just been nurtured the whole way and the challenge wouldn't have gotten me where I am now. You know what I mean? Mm. Of And so I wanted to do that, but he just saw like he had a lot of just stress in his life, you know, working on these really big jobs, you know, and for somebody else, you know, and so he just saw that, you know, kind of the spirit of me, you know, since he's just been nurturing my talent really since drums, you know, cause I, I was naturally would go to drum competitions and do pretty well and just things like that. So that was kind of like my thing for a while. And then mm-hmm. I started doing photography and he's just always been just so supportive. So is my mom, super loving. And it seems like they're and really so, tuned into you too, because he obviously saw you're not going to go down this path and, and you're for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he set boundaries with you. That's good. Yeah, no, it's it, in real time. I was like kind of frustrated with it. Cause I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes our parents have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have wisdom that we don't. Yeah, right? He did it right on that one. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm thankful for that because I've had a very colorful life. So you were, you kind of moved out of your small town, you became a musician, you started working with a lot of bands and then you started taking photographs of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so I got hired originally uh, for the recording studio um, to start a creative department. So album artwork, poster design, branding, um, that kind of stuff. And then I was like, I also take pictures kind of, you know. And so I had started taking portrait photography actually at the publishing company, um, taking pictures of people that got $80,000 re- mouth reconstructive surgery. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, in a, it's a really interesting subject to shoot. Oh, after portrait of somebody that just got a new like uh, set of teeth <sighs> because your smile is like really informed by how your teeth are or, yeah. and the confidence level you have in your teeth yeah and so if people spent like I actually shot this this man who was like 80 years old or I assume <laughs> and uh, he had just gotten a full mouth reconstruction and he had no idea how to smile mm-hmm. so he c- comes in for this after photo shoot mm-hmm. right and his son has to actually bend his face 
to teach him how to smile. Mm-hmm. Like, to, and so that that was a very like interesting like first subjects to shoot is people that don't know how to smile. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's one one of the things I'm so grateful for uh, that the camera has given me is just insight to just the sensitivity of humanity. You know, humans yeah. like everybody is has challenges. Everybody has insecurities. Even rock stars. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, there's some channels of the universe that the people that obviously have less or more, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but, um, who are, who are the, some of the people that you shot when you're on tour? Um, so the last tour I was with was Jesse McCartney. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and then I, I was with an artist or a band called R5 or the driver era. Now that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with them for about three years and we went to like 30 countries together and had a really incredible life experience. Still really good friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bowling for Soup was the first band I went overseas with. And Fun. I actually just shot Jarrett from Bowling for Soups. He just came out with a country album. Oh, cool. And so we went down to, this was a few weeks ago, probably, or a couple months ago, we went down to Green Hall. It was you like told me about out. that. Yeah, yeah, it was so random and fun and... Like I love Jared. He's like he was the first person I met and started shooting that I'd seen on TV, mm-hmm. and it, it was an interesting observation because I'd be on the bus and I could talk to the like Marco, the the merch guy, or or Tony or somebody else, and be it was just easy, you know. But then when I would talk to Jared something would happen with my frontal lobe that I would start rambling like an idiot. You had like, you had like fanboy energy. (laughs) Well, not even, it's just, it's not even that. It's just, there's something that happens in the animal kingdom. I think it's part of natural hierarchies that happen of how leaders, you know, how some people disable your frontal lobe a little bit. Oh, tell and me, so, tell me more about that. Like, a, like an alpha, maybe. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's like, so imagine if there's too many cooks in the kitchen. So imagine there's a there's a natural like mechanism in a group, right, that allows the most certain to use the most part of their frontal lobe, mm-hmm. and then the the hierarchy as they go. I mean, they still use reason, but the it's like a drum line. The, the further they go out from the center, the less they have to use their frontal lobe. And so, oh my gosh, that's that's crazy. I mean, I as you're <clears throat> saying that, I can I can feel it. I can remember life situations where I felt like I had to acquiesce a little bit, you know, in my energy for sure. For sure, yeah. And I'm naturally like a little odd, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and like I spend a lot of time by myself, and so like I'm a little glitchy. And so, but like I, I'm super comfortable. So I really noticed that, you know, mm-hmm. like. Um, with Jared, he was the first person I really knew, and we're super like we've just been friends for ten years now. So now it's like it's it's we have conversations, mm-hmm. but I just really remember he was the first person that I noticed that that effect, you know. And then you think about it in life, and you're like that makes complete sense with everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it <laughs> does, know? it does. And, so you were working with musicians, taking you know doing music, then taking portraits of them. And now you've kind of moved into a phase where you're doing a little bit more fine art photography, mm-hmm. being a little bit more creative, um, coming up with some concepts, doing some like beauty photography slash, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. how do you categorize your work currently? So I'm still like articulating that. Like, I, you know, it comes from, so I've been shooting for really about 15 years. So my recent fine art show at Samuel Lynn in March mm-hmm. was like really kind of a celebration of 15 years of shooting and me kind of figuring out where I wanted to go next, kind of. Because it, it was an opportunity that had like a once, I mean, people that know realize how great of an opportunity that is. And it happened very just like cosmically like jd and i met through darren martin who helped me publish my book who's mm-hmm. like my cosmic you know brother slash mentor who is who is an amazing motivational speaker by yes. the way well i'll link some of his books in my show notes he does a lot of corporate motivational mm-hmm. 
speaking and um, engagements and things like that. He's amazing. Yeah, he brings out the best in people. He's on. He, he. I can't say enough good things about Darren. And, and Elise is a little badass too. Yeah, I know she is. I just <laughs> she, talked to her yesterday. She is she's a like, fucking badass. That girl. Yeah, she's amazing. I know. Um, Every time I talk to her, I'm just like awed and amazed. I walked away. I'm like, wow, she's so cool. I know. She's so love, smart. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she's hilarious. Too. Yeah. Uh, she's literally like a sister. It's funny, crazy. Um, but um, so Darren introduced me to JD. It was like I get a call at like 10:30 at night, and he's like, I just had dinner dinner with JD Miller, and I had. I'd, I'd been to one gallery event with Matthew Brinston, the painter. Who's yeah, really no, Matthew. Good. He's sure, like one yeah. of my closest friends. He has and great, great he, art too. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. And um, so I came, I had come to the gallery like once before. I think it was for one of JD's Valentine's Day shows. Mm-hmm. And so we met on this pretty kind of a blind date of Darren wanting us to jam playing music together. Oh, yeah. And for, <laughs> and for, so, the, for those of you who don't know, JD Miller is the owner, one of the co-owners of Samuel and Galleries and, and our mutual connection, how Will yes, and I met. Yeah. yes. And so we, I go, it was, this is during COVID too. So it's like, we're all just shut down and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go hang out. And like, and I've never been a fan of just the word jam. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like Hey, you're going to jam. I'm like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and not to be, you know, it's just like that word. It just doesn't, you know, but I was like, yeah, that's actually sounds fun. Like for the first time in my life in a genuine way, it's like, yeah, I would love to jam. Especially right during now. COVID. There's nothing yeah, else going exactly. on. <laughs> So I go over there, like, uh, Darren and Elise are there just to, like, intro, and then they leave. But JD and I play music for five hours together, just nonstop. That doesn't shock me at all. And we've just become Cosmic Brothers ever since, and then, and I I was writing books at this time. Like, I, I was, you know, I'd already done the you know touring the world a few times and i'm like okay i'm good i want to be by myself i did like a two year about a year and a half to two years like solitude study with myself or i was functionally by myself for about two years you know i would shoot a music video to pay for a month you know and then like do that kind what of did stuff. that teach you it's really hard to know really who you are when you're around anybody else because everyone every one every experience you have is a mirror you know and it's a lot easier to get feel like zen or being feel like that intermittent enlightened feeling mm-hmm. when you're by yourself yeah because it's like a monk like going on a mountain with no external it's easy like relatively easy to be enlightened serenity is easy by yourself right? yeah did you um experience a lot of loneliness I did. I actually, it's one of the things I wrote at the end is like, I like to be alone, but I'm lonely, mm-hmm. you know? And it, cause I, I think it was an overcorrection. I know it was an overcorrection cause I grew up by myself, you know, in the country, that kind of idea. Well, well, speaking of that, so loophole to happiness is your book mm-hmm. and I have a copy of it and I've read it. And I, well, I, I want to more say that I've experienced it cause it's not really a cerebral exercise so much as more of a meditative experience. How is how I found it? But how do you intend people to use or experience this book? What it's, what's its purpose? Yeah, like there's a, a spectrum of the way I present it, you know. And um, the idea is it, it, it to develop a first principle operating system for your mind, mm-hmm. you know. So using the metaphor of a computer to develop a philosophy, an entire... What is your, what's your sign? Um, I'm a Libra, but I don't know the other details. Ashlyn does. But. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're a Libra. So yeah. your birthday is right. Good. Yeah. It's just like next Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, okay. And this all makes like every, like being a Libra, like, um, everything in balance, like 
yes, it is a meditative book, but it's also this. And yeah, it's no, also I have this, concurrent theories this. about everything. Yeah, like I either th- channel things from the universe yeah. or that's the brain shape that I need to have to bypass my ego. So either way, like it works to think that way. Like, okay, so. okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt your, your thought, but okay. So how do you, um, what is this book intended for? So I, yeah, so it could be just a book of mantras if you want to think about it in mm-hmm. a simple way. It was just like, or if you want to go deep into it, it uses the metaphor of a computer to organize the way we think. So each page represents a line of code and an operating system for your mind. And so I'm developing a phrasing system that basically the idea is to articulate concepts in the most efficient magnetic way possible. And so it uses advertising techniques as a tool of self-improvement. So, for example, do future self favors. Mm-hmm. Believe in you, others will too. Mm-hmm. And so these can be put on a t-shirt, they can be put on a billboard, or they can be put like in your brain <laughs> yeah. as a tool to use. Like if yeah. you think about articulating concepts, that becomes a tool like a stick. And mm-hmm. then, so that's the product of becoming conscious is to articulate all these concepts that are compatible. I, mm. I really, really liked it. And I've been doing a lot of work just as of late with, um, I guess it's a kind of prayer, but it's sort of affirmations prayer, like speaking things out loud. Mm-hmm. And as I was going through this book this last time, I thought this would be a really interesting thing to read out loud to yourself every day and just let the vibrations of it kind of mm-hmm. fill your room and fill your mental space because they're just such beautiful, succinct, true, high vibrating ideas. I really think it's really inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I need to send you, and I'm about to come out, um, release an audio book on vinyl. Yes. Because, so it's about, an, it's an 18 minute, it's, and it all uses my good friend, uh, Christopher Messina. He he wrote the entire soundscape. It's 18 minutes, and it wow. uses, he, like, I got him, and I was like, hey, man, if you use this, you know, I, I forgot, because I got really deep into frequencies and kind of like theta waves and delta, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, even remember sure, enough to talk sure. intelligently about them anymore. Yeah. But I like sent him on a just a rabbit hole, and mm-hmm. he started studying all these different frequencies, and he sent me back this thing. It, it just it just feels like a bath, right? And uh, then my good friend Jeff Like signs, an energy bath. Yeah, literally. And it's timed for 18 minutes. And so like you can read the book. And so if you walk casually... Um, it times a mile. <laughs> so that's the wow. idea. Okay. Yes, like I definitely, thing. definitely want <laughs> yeah, those. So, yeah. Um, but Jeff signs at Modern Electric Studios. He recorded it for me. So Cool. Um, cool. I would love to experience yeah. that. When you guys get this book, it's it's very simple and you flip through it and there's just one concept on each page. And there were just a few, two that I really loved and two I didn't have any idea what you're talking about. So I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> um Okay, so I my two favorite ones that spoke to me at the time were learn how to learn. Mm. And I I mean, this is so important. I think that investing in ourselves in this way and learning about something every day and learning about ourselves is so important. So learn how to learn. What does that mean to you? Well, it's actually, um, it's learn how you learn. Oh, learn how you, oh, and, yeah, oh, and so, oh. Because, I mean, but the, it's the same applicable. Like the idea of like, I didn't feel like I learned anything in school. Actually, it's different. Uh, it is. It, it is it's different. different. It's subtle, yeah. but like, yeah. but cause I, it's, you know, to that point, like I didn't know, I didn't, I don't learn like other people learn. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and when I, the whole goldfish thing, you know, you don't, you think you're like, you're not a good goldfish if you're not in water. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Yeah. And so I, I didn't really like the, like school got in, my, in the way of your education type of, a, you know, kind of mindset. 
for me because like, are you dyslexic? School, I think so. Yeah, um, because you see everything like the like the three sixty view instead of right. so linear. I can see that. And when people start talking to me in details, I'm like, eh, like, and so that's I I took notes as phrases. That's the origin of like the phrasing method that I use. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so there's so many different ways to input information, like reading to me, like it's like, I have to read a page like five times sometimes. Right. Right. And so, so re- that's not the way that I necessarily input information efficiently. Yeah. And but, some people learn through listening, through exactly. observing, through experiencing, through touching, through smelling. Right. I mean, and you know, it's really sad to me when people think that they're not smart or not intelligent or can't do things because I feel like we all have the capacity to do everything. Yeah. And maybe we have we lean towards things that we're more talented. Well, but yeah, at what point of it, it's like it, ch- children still think that, right? Yeah. They can be they think they can be an astronaut and a firefighter at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's the Dunning-Kruger of you know Dunning-Kruger yeah. effect. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is like incompetence compensates for incompetence. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the less you know, the more you think you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we all have it in certain areas of life. I mean, it's how we, it's, it, I feel like an evolutionary necessity to have this. Otherwise, we wouldn't start hard tasks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know. Well, I like that. I Learn how you learn. Mm-hmm. You learn how you learn. Okay. Um, and then my other favorite one is look at you. Mm. And I think that one's really relevant to me because I spent a lot of my life blaming my parents primarily for all my emotional uh, pain. Mm -hmm. And um, when I could learn how to look at me and how I contributed, how I showed up and how um, and what responsibility I bore there, my life really took a turn for the better. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's really near and dear to my heart. So what were you thinking when you wrote that? Yeah, I mean... A lot of times the common denominator of your life experiences is you. Always, <laughs> yeah, always, right? Like, like you're there the, with all your life experiences. the same fucked up bullshit keeps uh, on happening. Who's the one that's like hosting that, right. you know? And it's just part of like kind of assessing honestly and trying to just like you can, you know, making a deal with something is making a deal with yourself. Like dealing with something is making a deal with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's how you get through this. Sometimes you make a deal with yourself that it's not your fault for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it can compound and then just and then all of a sudden it is your fault. It is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then, and be right when you admit wrong and it's like, Oh yeah, it is me. Yeah. Um, but uh, so many people like experience life only looking out and forget there is an interactive experience mm-hmm. and that they're involved as well. And what they, d- it's like how they react to her. It's, it's one of the charts that I'm working on for another book is a reaction to your reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have an mm-hmm. impact at something that happens and then you have a reaction that's like, oh, you get mad. But then you have this opportunity of a reaction to reaction. And right. that's and, the and, one to and, focus and on. And the space be- between the reaction. Exactly. It, is that uh, Victor Frankel who talks about that? The, no, I need to check that out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find it for you. Yeah. I'll link it in my show notes. Um, but I think it is Victor Frankel that talks about the space between the action and the reaction is so valuable yeah that's one of the literal charts is like imagining those are two points on a line Mm -hmm. and then making the reaction to reaction go closer and closer to the other one so the Mm -hmm. idea is to reduce that time over so that's the goal is not to immediately be amazing it's just to get that reaction to your reaction shorter and shorter and shorter to the Mm -hmm. point where it's almost there (laughs) i like it okay okay cool okay so here's a couple of them that I have no idea what's happening. I don't, I don't smoke this, this strain, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Um, 
alpha is relative. Mm -hmm. So like, so imagine you're in a group having to make different kinds of decisions. So one has to do with like the creative decision. One has to do with like an engineering decision within each one of their areas of expertise. They're the alpha, they're the leader, mm. right? It's like the most certain leads, a continuation of that. Mm -hmm. And so you become, it's a situational thing. And I think in a healthy group, a lot of times that alpha is relative where, okay, let's divert to you for this. Let's divert to you for this. If we're going to cross the street, let's divert to you for this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's really the idea is it's di alpha is very dynamic and not in like the brutal, like animal kingdom way necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just in group dynamics, it kind of, it's, it flows for expertise. You know, you become the alpha all of a sudden and then if that yeah, makes sense. It does make sense. And so, um, like, I guess the way that I might interpret this and, and just kind of apply it to my own experience is like, if I'm feeling insecure in a situation because I'm not the richest or the prettiest or the most talented or the smartest, like maybe I'm not, but maybe in another situation I am, I add more value. So I don't have to make an overarching judgment about my value and my self-esteem exactly. just on one situation. Exactly. Okay. That's a great way to put it. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Our, my little dog, Abby is just like on fire over here. She usually sleeps through these, but now she's like, <laughs> well, she this wants... one's just so interesting. So <laughs> yeah, she wants to party. I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, so I really, really like the book. If anyone is interested in purchasing that, I will link it in my show notes. Um, I think it's a great meditation tool and, um, yeah, it's very good. Very Thank good. Thank, thank you, you so all. much. Um, and so you have this book and it's available on your website called, called Becoming Conscious. And this is kind of a philosophical way of life, real life concept that you're bringing to life. Describe to me what Becoming Conscious is and what you're doing with it. Um, so it's a continuation of loophole to happiness. One of the lines of loophole to happiness is you are becoming conscious mm -hmm. and you, it's, it's an intermittent thing. <laughs> like, you know, the, I, it's very intentional. We're becoming conscious. It's like, you don't become conscious. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're it's always unfolding, you gotta, right? Yeah, I call it intermittent. You're fractal, right? In the yeah, universe. Yeah. And, and so, but I've just been working on this concept because it, it's, I call it a simplex, like people make things very complicated and I started seeing very just simple. It's like, why are people making this? And so I started <laughs> developing this, this idea of creating a metaphorical operating system for your mind. And the long-term goal is to create a philosophy that's compatible with humans and computers. And so this is kind of the challenge of explaining this because you can go so deep into it, it's just people, you know, but, but really that's the, the deep idea of it is to create a philosophy that's compatible to be put on a t-shirt or on a billboard or coffee bag or any kind of product, but also be used as a very genuine tool of just seeking, you know, clarity. You know, if, if you imagine the challenge, you know, in kind of a business context, the challenge that becoming conscious is addressing is confusion. Because we're living in a time that there is so much information that it that it devalues itself. Like we're like pre Gutenberg press as far as the de decentralization of what reality is right mm -hmm. now. Because it's just a fire hose of information that our biology like doesn't. People don't really know how to handle what's happening right now. And kind of with the you know kind of with a lot of people not necessarily leaning into the societal systems that have previously provided like structure, like churches and stuff like that, which becoming conscious is not a replacement for that idea. It can be a complete supplement. It doesn't count. Kind of so it's, it's not, it's not really, it's not an organization. It's not, it's just kind of like a, 
like a, a space to hold an idea and mm-hmm. communicate ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that you're right. Like we are becoming conscious and we, we do have a lot to integrate now. And I think people get very triggered when you start talking about AI because everybody gets very scared and yeah. it's going to take over business and economy and who knows what else. And, you know, um, but I mean, it is definitely our evolution. Mm-hmm. So, so this technology is becoming part of our human yeah. everyday life. We can't we can't live without it now. No, we can't. imagine I, I to really break it down. Imagine geology gave birth to biology. Biology gave birth yeah. to technology. Yeah, and it's in before that it's astrology. Wow, I've never I've know? never heard that. Before. So it's astrology, te- geology, yeah. biology, technology, and I, I I'm working on like a fictional idea of a book or a movie actually called The Inevitable Future, mm-hmm. where you frame this transition into kind of artificial intelligence as our child versus our enemy. <laughs> you know, because it's an inevitable future. Yeah. And so you might as well create, like, get a hold of the story, mm-hmm. you know, of what's happening, you mm-hmm. know. Um, do, you know do you know much about astrology? Uh, not too much, yeah. Well, right now, Pluto, which is kind of the planet of um, killing things to build it back better. It's mm-hmm. like the sites, you know, the, it's it, like signifies uh, death. And, but, you know, you have to have it for rebirth. It's about to move out of the sign of Capricorn. It's about to go into Aquarius, so which is technology and change. And so, like, there's, like, a 30-year span, I think, of just, like, killing things down to build it back up and the sign of, a, of technology, basically, mm. and uh, society at large. So that's, that's happening next year. And it's been going through Capricorn, which is, like, systems and money and, like, concrete things. And so... Um, it'll be really interesting to talk to you maybe next year, uh, you know, halfway through the year to see what you're seeing in the news and things around technology and mm-hmm. consciousness, because, um, planetary wise, there's about to be a big revolution happening in March. Oh yeah. It's, it just, even that makes, that aligns completely with where I see it right now. Mm-hmm. We're at a, a complete tipping point of understanding what we have at our hands you know like very few people understand the algorithms that are running our planet right now yeah and um but i feel like there's a light and dark it's it's natural selection you know and and it's like a light dark type people represent light people represent dark yeah and the darker the darker opportunities so it happens first right and the reactions light and so i really feel like I have just, I, I'm going to go ahead and put faith in humanity because might as well. Like, so I think light will win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, certainly, but there are going to be big changes. And I yeah. think that people who become um, flexible with change and acceptance and really get uncomfortable with um, being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, and not panicking around pain and uncertainty those are the going to people that are going to be able to evolve mm-hmm. uh the rest of the people are probably going to just like their, their heads are going to explode and <laughs> yeah i mean it's literally natural selection happening yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well um i love i love your website i love your t-shirts and your sweatshirts they're really cool can if like any of the phrases in your book can you get a custom one made like if 
Um, you know, email me or contact me if you see one that's uh, not on the actual website. Okay. And, and yeah, absolutely. That'd okay. be fun. I hadn't thought about that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I, w- I will put all the information that we've talked about today on my show notes. Um, anything interesting that you have going on? Are you showing your art? Are you playing any music anywhere? Are you doing anything? Uh, yeah, I've just been about to send out a catalog to uh, of just kind of art that I've sold so far in, in places, environments, kind of, you know, expanding that right now. Um, I'm working on a couple books. Um, I have one, or actually two that are ready to release right now. And one's called Ratio. That, that's the one that I'm actually going to release first. Okay. So it's like imagine 100 to 150 ratios that we all have, like challenge to nurture ratio, time to experience ratio, critique to create. Cool. And so it's like almost like a dynamic Myers-Briggs type description type of an idea. Yeah, but it yeah. also introduces philosophical equations. So if you have challenge to nurture ratio is also written as challenge over nature or mm. challenge over nurture okay. and so um but really excited about that and just just kind of like figuring out what's next and kind of seeing because i just have so many opportunities that are happening right now and just really focus on kind of i'm excited to see really what's next well i'm excited yeah. to see what's next <laughs> <laughs> one last question for you um because i am the healing curator i love to bring a resource to the audience of something that they can utilize and um take away with them and what are you doing for your own personal development, spiritual, physical, mental, sexual? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, no, so I could not recommend more of this as a YouTube channel also on, on social media called The Daily Stoic. I'm not okay. sure if you're familiar. No. This guy named Ryan Hall. I'm, obs- I'm like, my YouTube channel is so cool right now. When I look through it, I'm like, there's so much cool. I cannot wait to look this up. So yeah, what's it called yeah. again? It's called The Daily Stoic. Okay. And so it's a guy named Ryan Holiday. He's really special um he's written probably 12 books he just came out with a book this last week called uh discipline is destiny i'm I'm reading uh he has just uh, ego is enemy is another one of his books but he has just but he studied marcus aurelius and like the meditations and um of stoicism and just modern it's like a contemporary understanding of stoicism he speaks to like nfl players navy seals but he also has a bookstore in bastrop texas that is stop it absolutely we ashlyn and i went last week no way it's it's called the painted porch in downtown bastrop that's crazy so daily stoic ryan holiday and the painted fortune okay. it's worth the trip if you're like down in austin uh-huh. and then coming back through that's what we did we, we were coming on the way back home to dallas yeah it was a perfect little road stop yeah, yeah cool cool well i'll check that out for sure i mean youtube has i just i mean so much information mm-hmm. so much really enlightened some some of the stuff that they have on there i'm like is big brother allowing this information to be out there <laughs> <I know. laughs> so powerful right well, good. Well, thank you so much for coming on The Art Of. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love you, and um, let's do this again sometime. I love you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Right, bye. As always, thank you for listening all the way through to the end of The Art Of podcast. I really appreciate it. If you are enjoying the show, please leave me a five-star review and a written review. It helps the show get listened to and distributed, and it's just really good, and I want to Thank you in advance for that. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's Leah Fisher Art. And also visit my website because I have a great section that highlights a lot of the resources that I talk about on the show. And then it also has some of my art too if you want to scroll around and look at that. And if you guys have any resources that you are really enjoying that are helping your healing or just making life a little bit better, 
share those with me because I would love to share them with my audience. And in the meantime, I hope everyone's doing great and I will talk with you soon. Bye.